foot, check your heading north, light heading at 074, check your altimeter set, 2946, corrected center point elevation, 0 feet. Check your barrel running 0, check your SCS 1230, 3034, check your field, check your speed up, lights out. Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Bob, Moe, up near the wind on, 2 soldiers, 5, we on the airfield and airspace, you are clear! All right, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. How are you doing? Welcome back. 888-366-5256. This week's show, I started out in one direction, and in true Dave Costa form, I'm going to end in a different direction than you might expect. Let me explain that in a second. For right now, take down my phone number, 888-366-5256. Why? That's how you reach me. That's how I can do a number of things for you. Number one, you can leave me a message. You can tell me what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, what you'd like to see on the show, what elements work, anything. Just leave me a message. Just talk into the phone. I won't pick up. It's a voicemail. As soon as you call, you're going to get a voicemail. So you will not get me at that phone number. I don't give you my super secret numbers for you to reach me directly. How crazy would that be? <laughs> anyway, uh, 888-366-5256. And if you call that number and if you leave me your mailing address, I can send you out a Renegade Aviator Team decal. We're happy to do that for free. Um, okay, so let me go on to what I was talking about. If you hear airplane noise in the background, let me give you a hint. I'm recording this at an airport. I do my best to sneak away and hide somewhere in the airport where I don't hear airplane noise in the background. But suffice it to say, you will hear airplanes probably. And that's okay because this is the Renegade Aviator radio show. So I guess we uh, actually should put them in there, put those noises in there on purpose. I digress. Let me get started. I started out this week looking for aviation trends and some kind of cool stuff that maybe I could preview you on what's going on in aviation, whether that be commercial aviation or whether that be aviation in general. And then sitting at dinner last night, doing some prep work and doing some uh, kind of relaxing reading the news, if that's relaxing, I don't know. I came across a New York Times article and that New York Times article is what I'm going to end the show with because it takes a zigzag, but I think you'll appreciate where I'm going here. Stay with me. This is only an hour show. This is the most unique show on radio. We're the only radio show that combines me talking to you on the radio or via podcast, and you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Just search us, Renegade Aviator Radio Show. And we combine this with a jet air show demonstration. Figure that one out. So in the attempt for Dave Costa, the renegade aviator, to justify flying a former military jet at air shows, I put a radio show to go together with that. Does that make any sense? Imagine if you had to fly with me in the cockpit of an airplane. It does make sense because this show 
is how I can help you. I am looking to promote aviation for sure. I am looking to help people that want to be in aviation, and you can do that by calling my office at 888-366-5256. And as you'll hear soon, we have some very new news on an aviation charity that we're going to be announcing very soon. So, And we'd like to come out and meet you. So that's why we do all this. We're here to help. But this is a show about excellence. This is a show about achieving goals. This is a show about overcoming obstacles. And once in a while, it's a show like this, what I'm going to do today. I'm going to give you some aviation trends. I'm going to give you some things to think about. And then as the show progresses, we're going to get into this New York Times article that I really want to give you my comments on. Anyway, from aeroprofessional.com, aviation trends in 2019, the use of artificial intelligence in aviation is set to balloon at an annual compound growth rate of, get this, 46% between now and 2023. And it's likely to affect all areas of the industry. That's just one. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Aircraft orders are going to continue to increase. There's countries around the world, despite the economic slowdown that's going to happen. We still need aircraft. We still need crews. We still need mechanics. We still need anybody with an interest in aviation. Now is the time to get into aviation. So if you really want to get into aviation, give me a call. And we'll talk a little bit about even general aviation today because uh, that is the bread and butter of aviation and that you need not work in aviation to enjoy it. So artificial intelligence, right? The computer thinking quicker, better, faster than a human can. Is that even possible? There's movies out there. You watch a sci-fi movie where the computers take over, take charge, start talking to the people. Artificial intelligence is going to come into a lot of areas that you wouldn't expect. Customer service. In a few years, you won't be able to tell a chatbot from a conversation with a human being. But artificial intelligence is also going to be used in everything from determining maintenance schedules to ticketing to even the aircraft itself. So stay tuned with that. But Forbes came out with something. Forbes.com. This is where this came from. Biometrics. And the headline read, get this, passengers want biometrics. You know what biometrics are, right? Fingerprints, retinal scans, who knows, one day DNA. There's an article on biometrics how passengers are actually asking for this. And there's also uh, in the same article what we call NDC, new distribution capability. And it's a new ticket selling approach that uses airline big data. Every piece of information you give anybody today is stored. So it uses big data in concert with artificial intelligence, or I'm making the quotation sign with my finger, machine learning methods to present each travel shopper with a unique experience. That's kind of interesting. And what the heck does that even mean? Well, this includes a seat selection or checking a bag. Those are the basics. Plus, it's going to include what kind of ground transport you like, what kind of hotel, what kind of meals, what kind of activities you want to do, and even what kind of retail goods you may want to buy. Now, imagine that. So some say that in the coming years, right now, you pay a fare, right? You buy a ticket. That's going to morph to things like price for sure. 
But you're going to start hearing the word and look for this and then say, hey, Dave Costet, a renegade aviator, told me this. How cool. You're going to hear words like journey or experience. The airlines want to sell you a journey or an experience. That's interesting. The pricing is going to become more opaque, right? Because now you're going to buy an experience. You're not just going to buy a plane ticket. You see, if I sell you a plane ticket only, you can go head to head with everybody else and it's a race to the bottom. Everybody wants the least expensive airline ticket. But what about the experience? What do you really want when you travel? So airlines are not stupid. Airlines are moving to do this. So anyway, I'm not going to waste a whole show on this, but pricing will become more opaque. This has been in the works for 10 years, and it's a way for airlines to offer you bundled services and with that, profits. Right now, only 1% of people who travel buy tickets this way. That's going to change. You're going to see things like premium economy. You're already seeing that, right? They need to change that experience. We know that if you have a good experience in a business, you will pay more money in the end. That doesn't mean you're overpaying, but you will pay for the experience over a commodity. Anyway, that's where I was going with that. We'll be right back. First segment went quick. This is Dave Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. Stay tuned. I got stuff on supersonic air travel coming up. Stay right there. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Hello, hell, do you read me? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, hell. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, hell? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> Business owners, now might be the best time to get a business aircraft. You think your company is too forward to afford a jet? Need more time? Want to get back home and see the family more often? Sick and tired of the cattle car way of flying with the airlines? In about 26 minutes, I can see if you would be a good fit for what we do at Renegade Jets. The call is free and without obligation. Let's talk. 888-366-5256. host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. 
Okay, I'm back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, supersonic air travel. That's what I promised you in the first segment. So let's just jump right into it because I'm going to run short. I got all this stuff. I write all these notes. I do all these things. I ramble on <laughs> and then I don't get to all the stuff I wanted to talk about. Anyway, uh, call my office. I'm going to give it to you. 888-366-5256. I love to talk to you. Please give me a call. You're not going to get me. You're just going to leave me a message. But I try to get back to each and every one of you. Leave an email, leave a text, a way to text you or leave your address and I'll send you. Get this. I'm going to send you a free Renegade Aviator decal. How cool is that? That's the coolest thing in the world. Anyway, supersonic air travel coming sooner than expected. Boom Technologies, one company, there's others, is expecting to see orders maybe as early as 2020. I invite you to go check out their website here. It's called uh, boomsupersonic.com, and I'm not doing a plug. I guess I am. They ought to pay me. But this aircraft, Mach 2.2, business class fares, pretty interesting. One of their quotes is they're making supersonic flight the new standard. This per seat mile, so airlines and, and aviation, people to manage corporate jets even. I manage corporate jets. We talk about cost of seat per mile as one of the metrics. We look at other metrics when we determine the efficiency of an aircraft. But they are looking at coming up with a similar seat per mile as a subsonic regular aircraft that's flying around today. They are finding that these supersonic aircraft are practical on many transatlantic or transpacific routes. And it's going to be the new norm. It's coming. It's going to happen. The new norm for anybody who already flies business class. When I worked in the medical industry, I flew business class all the time. When you look at the fares that they're looking to charge, this is doable. And, you know, what is this going to do to corporate aviation? Because if you can fly somewhere for the cost of business class and time is money, you may want to consider one of these supersonic transports. The aircraft to hold about 55 to 75 people max, all in business class and all single row. There's a row on each side of the aircraft. Another one of their quotes, when you can get anywhere in the world in half the time, where would you go? So they're playing up on this, not dollars. This is not the cheapest way to travel, but time is money and the experience is available for about the cost of a regular airline ticket. They got a um, XB1 prototype called Baby Boom about that. So it's what they're using right now to kind of test this whole thing. But anyway, go look at the website. People ask me all the time, you know, they say, why has an airline travel gotten any faster since the 1960s? And of course, all of us would love to go faster. I would. I fly jets. We built SST, supersonic transports, before we had the technology to make them efficient. So airlines, since these the old SSTs, the Concorde and others, they were not efficient. So the airlines, when they couldn't make any money with these things, they started to focus on these incremental improvements in efficiency. So SSTs, they were originally launched less than a decade after the dawn of the jet age. So many years ago now. But most of these projects were government-led. So Europe, USSR to US, and it was really more Cold War competition than it was practical economics, which when the government gets into stuff, you know, it usually is not practical. Uh, the Concorde, many of you might remember the Concorde. It was a joint venture between the French and the British. 
it had afterburners and had 1960s era systems. So it was a gas guzzler. And ticket prices, get this, were in the $20,000 receipt range in today's dollars. So it didn't have a business model behind it that worked. The Concord had 100 seats, and it was hard to keep it full. and was hard to make any money. The Americans even came out with a Concord killer, the Boeing 2707. 707, there's my number, man. It was a 300-seat Mach 3 airliner. It had even worse numbers. And from a business standpoint, you know, it was also, it was a horrible business proposal. And it was also taxpayer funded, which means a huge waste, right? Not usually a good idea when things are taxpayer funded. So the development of this aircraft was canceled back in the 70s. And oh, did I mention government intervention? Have I said that enough times for you? Supersonic flight over land was banned in the U.S. And it was said It was said, quotation marks, that it was about the supersonic boom noise. And I don't believe that. I don't believe it for a second. It was probably more about protecting U.S. airspace from conquered competition, a non-U.S. aircraft. Um, Had the noise been a concern, there would have been a noise limit, not a speed limit, right? Does that make sense? (laughs) So anyway... And now we even have some companies, there's people like Dassault, Gulfstream, Cessna. They've been working on supersonic jets without a sonic boom. Okay, great. But now I think it's time. I think you will see, mark my word, supersonic jet transport coming. It's going to be coming fast, just like the end of this segment. The end of this segment's coming fast, and I got to say, hold on, stay right there, because I'm going to jump into drones next. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do next. That's on my list. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. We will be right back. Alexa, where is my local airport? Here are a few nearby ones. One, Reno Tahoe International Airport. Two, Reno State Airport. Three, Truckee Tahoe Airport. And four, Carson City Airport. You can ask me for more information about any of these, such as phone numbers, hours, or address. Alexa, who is David Costa, the renegade aviator? Sorry, I'm not sure. Damn. Alexa, who is the renegade aviator? Sorry, I'm not sure. Oh, man. Alexa, tell me an airplane joke. Why was the airplane flight so stinky? There was a strong tailwind. Hey guys, that was Alexa, not me. Alexa, how can I learn to fly? According to Douglas Adams, the knack to flying is to throw yourself at the ground and miss. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Now at radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? I'm gonna make my Stop! 
Hey, are you looking to buy or sell a jet aircraft? Give me a call, 888-366-5256. We can broker your current jet or turboprop, buyer's agents, management services that save you so much, it's like I'm working for free. Free consultations, of course. Call my office, leave a message, get my personal call back, 888-366-5256. Renegade Jets, what else would I call it? Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. All right, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, segment three of a five-segment show. We are going quick. We just talked about supersonic jet transport. And if you missed the first two segments, shame on you. How dare you miss my radio show? But if you've missed those segments, good news. All you need to do is you need to go one of your search engines. I won't mention a name. Go to a search engine and go the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Type that in and a whole bunch of things will come up where you can listen to this show on podcast. um, So you can have me with you all the time. You can listen to all my shows. We have, I don't know, a lot. So go there, listen to all the shows. They're all pretty cool. And guess what? Not all my shows are about me monologuing for the entire hour. A lot of the shows, I have really cool guests. Some would say guests that are more cool than me, if that's even possible. 888-366-5256. Okay, drones. More and more large companies are jumping in. We're talking about the future of aviation. Google is currently trying to obtain an exemption from the FAA to do package delivery under Part 135, which is freight charter, doing freight charter with drones. So in aviation, we talk about uh, different parts of the regulation, and Part 135 is a charter. So they would be just like a FedEx jet delivering Things. Now, you've heard about Amazon and their drone delivery. This is a little bit different, though. This is actually going for a uh, freight charter exemption. In the first segment, too, I talked about biometric technology. I want to go back and talk about that because imagine, and I, I hate this, but imagine eliminating the need for a boarding pass. It was just a few years ago that we carried paper boarding passes to the gate. Remember those days? You actually had a little piece of paper in your hand. Now you look like an idiot if you have a piece of paper in your hand, right? We carry our smartphones to the gate. And soon that's going to be no more because, of course, it's very inconvenient to carry a smartphone to the gate and, you know, make sure you have battery life, just like it was very inconvenient to use paper. No, and I've done this. So I'm my own worst enemy here, I guess, because um, I am a customer of a company called Clear. I hate it, but I did it. Biometrics were a benefit for me, right? Certain airports, certain cities, the lines get really long, and I fly a lot. I'm platinum or gold on almost everybody. I fly a lot, so I want to get through that line quick. So what did I do? I said, okay, Okay, I'll give you biometrics. And now I don't need to show my ID to the TSA guy or girl standing there. I walk up, I scan my boarding pass from my phone, no paper, I'm not a dinosaur yet. 
And uh, they do a retinal scan or a fingerprint scan, and I just go right to the front of the line and make everybody mad behind me. Now Delta and JetBlue are experimenting with fingerprints for boarding and checking bags. British Airways has done, as even earlier in 2017, they started using facial recognition and trial. And I mentioned before, AI and chatbots. KLM is already doing it to enhance the customer experience, the journey. BlueBot now allows you to book through a Facebook Messenger app, and you think you're talking to a person. It's not a person chatting with you. It's a chatbot. It's an artificially intelligent being. Interesting. Airlines know, as I said before, if they improve that experience with you, that you're going to spend more money, 140% more money on average, ladies and gentlemen. Air New Zealand is also offering Pixel Buds on trial, which offer live translation in 40 languages using a Pixel handset to make the, the trip smoother and less frustrating. Man, all right, we're up to the break again, so stay right there. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, will be right back. It's a whole tiny world on the airplane, isn't it? There's always that little tiny table there, a tiny computer, everyone's in a little cramped seat, tiny food, tiny utensils, tiny liquor bottles, tiny bathroom, tiny sink, tiny mirror, tiny faucet. So it's a small problem, going to be a slight delay, we're going to be a little late. I always go in the airplane bathroom. Even if I don't have to go, I got to go in there. It's nice. It's like your own little apartment on the plane, isn't it? <laughs> go in there, lock the door. The light comes on after a second. It's like a little surprise party. <laughs> but I'm always impressed with the amount of equipment that they have in that place. I mean, it's little, but they got the tissues, towels, closets, compartments, tiny slot for used razor blades. <laughs> they always have that. Who is shaving on the plane? and shaving so much, they're using up razor blades? Is this what's happening? What is the wolf man flying in there for Christ's sakes? Who could shave that much? Once I get you up there where the air is rarefied We'll just glide You know, uh, I'm not just a dashingly handsome pilot without a big ego. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm a sales and marketing guy, too. Shocking, I know. This radio show and my jet air show act is fun, but it really is about exposure and sales for your business. Millions of impressions to the people who want to do business with you. 888-366-5256. 30-plus years of sales and marketing. Call me. the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. Okay, we're back. David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, segment four, talking about the future. It's hard to get all the future to you in a one-hour show. Trust me. Stay tuned. At the end of this, I'm going to bring your attention to the New York Times article. I haven't forgotten about it. So let me launch straight in to what Uber's doing and something called eVTOL. 
It's going to be a part of your commute. It's electric vertical takeoff and landing. You know, it's the cool little quadcopter things uh, that you see on all these futuristic drawings. Well, as soon as this is Uber talking about this and Uber tends to do what they say, right? Look at how Uber has changed ground transportation forever. We will never go back to old-fashioned cabs, no matter what the government wants to do. It's going to be the same thing with this, I believe. As soon as 2023 is when they're predicting this, Eric Allison of Uber Elevate, he sees fleets of EV tolls in major cities that would whisk passengers from point to point as part of their rideshare network. And this comes from the AOPA, when I give them credit, Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Uber Elevate is looking to use existing infrastructure, parking lots, for instance, because they're going to be less utilized because of rideshare. So imagine the top floor of a parking lot used by these vertical takeoff and landing aircraft under Uber Elevate. It's real stuff, real money, real investment going this way. Initially, the eVTOLs are going to be flown by pilots. Listen to that statement, initially. Right now, they're going to use VFR corridors. We call them visual flight rules, corridors, and helicopter routes. But initially, they're going to be flown by pilots. Hear that, aviators? Our vision, they say is that they will be piloted for quite some time. Well, of course they're saying that because it'll scare the public. But anybody knows the smart way to do it, I'm saying smart with my fingers in quotations, is to automate this stuff. Robotic airplanes are coming. Uber Elevate is looking at partnering, including with non-traditional organizations to perform routine or unusual maintenance. I don't even know what that means. So what's going to power these things, right? EV tolls, electric. So batteries are changing. Buy aerospace, George Buy. Here's what he said. In 20 years, electrically powered aircraft will be commonplace. Electrically powered cars will be commonplace. And battery density issues will be solved, along with problems with charging stations and things like that. I'm not so sure that batteries and electric airplanes are the way to go. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. I think there's going to be a disruptive shift and it may be some new technology. I think that new disruptive technology will take us a leap forward, but just kind of as a number to throw out here, the lithium ion battery that's so popular now is going to be replaced probably with something like a solid state technology. But this is what George Bai said of Bai Aerospace. By 2040, battery energy densities will be four times what they are today. To give you a, that's, you know, 2040, that's kind of a ways off. But between 2012 and 2019, the battery density doubled. So we are making improvements in batteries. I just don't believe batteries are going to be the be-all and the end-all. I think there's going to be a better technology. There's a big push for the STEM education out there, and that's great, and that's fantastic, right? We want a big, diverse workforce, and that's great. Um, But Uh, that is not the answer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to run short on this time limit here. That's not the answer. Diversity and education is not the answer to aviation. I know it's shocking to hear, but in aviation, we need to continue to showcase, to show what is possible, or more importantly, to show our best and dare the next generation to do better. So when I talk about going to air shows, why do I want kids out to air shows? Well, because we can demonstrate, we can't really demonstrate the future at an air show, 
but you sure can look up to the sky and go, that is really cool. That's really cool. I can do that. But what we really want to do is talk less about diversity, talk less about, yeah, you need to go to school. You need to learn stuff. You need to be good at that. But we need to almost put a line in the sand for the next generation and say, look at the cool stuff we were able to do. I dare you to do better. We need to teach kids how to think, not teach kids what to think. So I support STEM. I support science, technology, education, uh, engineering, and math. And some people add an A to it and say arts. I'm not really big on the arts. Anyway, <laughs> so, but I am telling you this, our kids are going to view the world differently than you and I have. So we go to the air shows, we go to the air races, and we see old-fashioned airplanes flying around. That's great. That's what the kids are saying. So what? Not really interesting. But we need to generate that spark, I think, in our kids today. And this is with the technology because they're going to look at the world differently than you or I. They're going to look at the world with artificial intelligence, with automation, with eVTOLs, with you know all kinds of stuff we never thought of. So we need to teach our kids how to think, not what to think. Anyway, I got a short segment after the break, and I want to talk about the New York Times article. And yeah, so stay right there. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. Do you mind my asking where you're going? Oh, I was going to go to the bathroom. This bathroom is for coach passengers only. Really? Who said that? Um, earlier, I tried to use the one up there, and I was told that, you know, coach isn't allowed to use first class, so oh. I, we have our different areas. I am so sorry that they did that. That's terrible. Thank you for understanding. I'm still going to use the bathroom. Why would, why? I didn't stop you from oh, using that bathroom. because you're in first class, so you get to do whatever you want to do. Not at all. You get on first, no, you, you, you get free drinks, no, you get a hot towel. No. You... Just because I'm sitting up there, you're making a generalization about me, but I'm not like a first class person. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching. Really I'm it's just that you're not acting coaching. I didn't stop you. You're not acting classy. I'm coaching. No, but you just think you care. get to walk back here. I'm, you got it all wrong, okay? Oh, I'm sure that you'd I do. You'd be up, are you'd be up in first class. Poor, if somebody bought you a ticket, oh, you'd be up there in a second. Oh, poor little coaching girl. <laughs> She's so jealous because everybody else is more comfortable so than the coaching girl in first class. I just want to be somewhere, everywhere. I have nothing Hey, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, want a free team decal? All you have to do is call my office, 888-366-5256, and leave your name and mailing address, 888-366-5256. We will send you a free Renegade Aviator team decal. Be the envy of your friends and family, 888-366-5256. It's my way to say thank you, and I'm grateful for you being a fan. Renegade Aviator. So beat your eyes on the big blue sky And hey, bye-bye from a long back Cadillac Hey, cross, got a roll on stars And hey, bye-bye from a long back Cadillac Questions, comments, 
suggestions or recommendations, call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. When I began this week's show, I had a plan. That plan changed, and I stopped doing the show you heard this week and did my show entitled, What Happened to the 737 Max? If you missed this show, you missed a good one. Go to iHeart, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Go somewhere you get podcasts and listen to it. You know what I did? I blamed the pilots on the 737 MAX crashes for not being aviators, that they were responsible to be aviators. So this week, as I was ready to put this show to bed with the help of Mauro, my producer, something else happened that made me scrap the ending again and say what I'm going to say to you right now. Things happen in life. Plans change. You best have a backup plan. You best live your life at full throttle today. Because you may not have until tomorrow. Today's show was a glimpse at the future. But I will conclude this show in a solemn way. Wednesday, 2nd of October, 2019. Bradley International Airport. Just prior to 10 a.m. on a beautiful day. The Collings Foundation's B-17 Bomber 909 crashed. I'm not going to mention the names of the dead. I'm not going to mention the names of those injured. I will not make wild speculations on what might have happened, why it happened, or what could have been done or should have been done to prevent it from happening. This is not the time. I will include everyone involved in my prayers. And I hope you will, too. The Warbird community is a small, close-knit group. In my experience, the people that own, operate, maintain, and preserve these aircraft are of the highest caliber. They take great care to operate these aircraft safely. And they're passionate on sharing the joy and the history with the very people who made the decision to take that flight and to support these organizations to the know-nothings, to the holier-than-thou politicians who arrogantly believe that they can solve everyone's problems, I say shut your damn mouth. The crash of the B-17-909 was a tragedy. We all hurt for everyone affected by this. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, no more talk. Just God bless. And I ain't living in the past no more So peace to all